1: What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart.
2: Hey, Bob,
1: what were you thinking?
2: Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Foul Weather, And my special guest today is Laura Backman and Lemon the Duck, who you hear quacking in the background. Laura is the author of a fabulous book that is not so coincidentally named after Lemon the Duck. The book is called Lemon the Duck, and it's just amazing. We're going to hear about Lemon and about the book, how it came to be written, and where you can get it. Laura Backman is a reading specialist in her hometown of Portsmouth, Rhode Island. She's volunteered for several animal organizations and is currently taking pet therapy courses. She and Lemon enjoy visiting children, especially children with special needs. So, Hi Laura, how are you? Good, thank you.
0: How are you?
2: Fine. Why do I have the sense of deja vu about this conversation? I don't know. What happened was, I interviewed Laura a couple of days ago. And in yet the latest example of why I have no business whatsoever doing a podcast, I plugged the telephone interface into the input jack rather than the microphone jack. When I played it back, there was a really nice buzz and some voices in the background. So I thought maybe we should have the buzz in the background and the voices in the foreground. So here we are doing it all over again. So thank you so much for your patience, Laura. Well,
0: that's... Not- So something I would do
2: so I find I don't think anyone else would do it, but let's talk about this is just a great book. It's called Lemon the Duck and it is published by Lobster Press. That's lobsterpress.com. But I want to encourage you to go to Lemontheduck.com where you will hear uh, where you'll find out about Lemon the Duck and about the book. So Laura, could you you know, share the story of, of Lemon?
0: Well, Lemon was hatched um, in my kindergarten classroom about two and a half years ago in, um, in 2006, and we had four ducks that hatched, and she was the only one that had a disability right from the get-go. The others were fine. She had uh, difficulty. Well, because she, so she can't walk at all. She couldn't walk on her own. She couldn't balance. Um, she needed support when she was swimming just because she was so young. And there was really no other... Place for lemon to go, um, sanctuaries. She wouldn't be able to be with other with other ducks because they would they would probably beat up on her like her siblings did. We actually had to separate them, and she wouldn't be able to get the care that she needed. She needed round the clock care, so I kept her, and she grew up in my kindergarten classroom. We would I kept her in a fanny pack when she was little. She just had her head poking out, so she was keeping warm. Oh boy! And the kids used to carry around in a basket and um, they take her to recess and give her treats, and she was just part of the, the classroom family, and then, she, of course, she goes home with me every day. So.
2: Now, what were you doing hatching eggs in your class?
0: Well, it was part of our science uh, extension. We have uh, animals two-by-two, two, and we compare and we see the similarities and the differences between animals of the same species. And so the hatching project was an extension of that, and also we were studying oviparous animals, which are egg layers.
2: Now, I want to point out that you have been really responsible about hatching eggs and finding a place for the ducks to live. Isn't that right?
0: Yeah, I, I do want to stress that. But.
2: Yeah, because um, I have heard before from you know folks who run... Um, sanctuaries for unwanted ducks, like our friend Kim Link at the Majestic Waterfall Sanctuary, that there's a problem with schools that will hatch ducklings or hatch chickens, and then they're not really interested in them after the kids see them hatch. Yeah,
0: it's really important for you to be working with someone before you even bring that incubator into the classroom. Um, We're lucky enough that we have a lot of working farms around here, and people have enough in your yards in order to have pets like that. I mean, not everywhere in, in, in our town, but it's um, it's a farming community as well, so we. it's a little different than if you would have hatched it in New York City, Where where, you, where is that duck going to go? So, yeah, yeah. It well, has to be stressed that it's, just, it's not just a fun project. I mean, it is fun, but it's a learning experience, and it has to be done responsibly.
2: Well, I, I really want to commend you because not only did you have it set up in advance, uh, that there was a place where the ducks would live, but you went more than the extra mile for Lemon because it's very difficult uh, keeping a duck that has disability, and a lot of people they they just wouldn't do it. They they would just try and give the duck away or, or you know take it to the humane society or or who knows what.
0: Well, honestly, I thought that was the best place for her when when I first when she was first patched because I. I thought, you know, they were the experts, they, they know what to do, and I, I felt I was doing her a, a disservice. But then when when I contacted Kim Link from the Majestic Waterfowl Sanctuary, she helped me to realize that I am able to do this, and I, and I, I was so glad that I, I didn't, you know, find a place that she wouldn't be cared for as well, because I can care for her 24-7. Um, she's part of the family, and Kim really helped me with nutrition. And how to care for even how to get her in the, into the tub properly and dry her off and um, so I, I was thrilled that I was able to find that type of resource and I don't think I could have done it without a resource like that. Uh,
2: yeah, I should mention please uh, listeners check out uh, Majestic Waterfall Sanctuary. Um, there's a link on my website but you can just Google Majestic Waterfall Sanctuary. Kim link does just fabulous work with domesticated ducks and geese. And uh remind me what state she's in is she in, in Connecticut,
0: Lebanon, Connecticut, Connecticut. Okay. i visited her a few weeks back.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you it was did. Fun. And I want to get her on the show. Yeah, I want to get her on the show sometime. So, you had this duck that uh, was still a duckling and lemon couldn't walk. And no. so and so what what happened?
0: Well, um she was very strong. I mean, she wasn't in any pain. I t- took her to several vets, and we made sure that you know, otherwise she was she was healthy. And it, it just seemed like she all she wanted to do was stand up. She she would find leverage in order to get herself propped up into a standing position, but then she'd just fall over because she couldn't balance. So the kids and I really wanted to help her to be able to stand up and do some of the things that ducks can do, like muck around in the grass and get her own worms and things like that. So even the teachers got involved. They were. They gave me Thera bands like those uh, physical therapy bands that you use that we, try, we tried off slings. I mean, they come up with all different things. My favorite one was when I heard the suggestion from a little boy that he said he was going to find a four-leaf clover. Oh. So it would give her good luck and she'd be able to stand. Oh, boy. The kids were really emotionally invested in it. Um, and there, there was one child and her dad who actually came up with the idea with the sling, and then we made a stand for it. Um, it was a doggy life vest. That was what we used the sling for.
2: Okay. Well, uh, you, again, that is a. It's a doggy life vest.
0: Yeah, it's a vital float. Um,
2: See, I didn't so, even know that existed. What <laughs> can you can you describe? Do people take their? I, I'm. I don't yeah, know about they this.
0: Put their pets on the boats, and they put um, <laughs> it's a life jacket on them. So we used the life jacket for a dog, and we flipped it upside down, and her legs fit perfectly in the in the life vest, and she was supported. It was a nice netting for her neck area. Wow. And then we just made a stand for it, and she was able to just stand in the grass by herself and even move from side to side and get her own treats. She loved it. I mean, as soon as we put her in it, she was like, wow.
2: And people can see pictures of Lemon enjoying being in the sling and in the stand on uh, your website, LemonTheDuck.com. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a cuter duck before in my life.
0: Good, that's a good thing to say.
2: Well, I haven't, oh, because Lemon's listening, you mean?
0: (laughs) No, just because it's me, I'd be like, oh, what do you mean the cutest duck I've ever seen? She's the cutest. Yeah, she is adorable. Well, she's
2: a white pecan, isn't she?
0: Yes, she is.
2: But But she has a tufted, see, I've never heard of a tufted white pecan.
0: Yeah, well, I've, I've never really seen one either, but yeah, she was the only one that actually had a tuft. And I've I've heard through my um, pet duck group that I belong to that the ones that have the crest seem to have more of a chance to have neurological difficulties. Oh, so that might be might be the reason. Hmm.
2: I wonder what the tie in is. Well, we'll talk about your uh, online duck group a little later. Okay. But uh, so you you had the sling for Lemon, and how did that work out for her? You said she she loved it, right? She loved mucking around and
0: yeah, and she she was able to just be part of the. Part of the group with with my family and I, I mean, we would just sit out in the lawn, and she'd be on her own, taking her little time, picking up some treats. And she just felt like she was just. It just opened up a whole new world for her, So she was thrilled. So and she. We actually made a um, a scooter for her after that.
2: Good she was grief. Doing so well,
0: she had a, had her measured, and um, <laughs> a friend of ours made a scooter for us. So but now she can walk around.
2: too. Wow, um, a four wheel scooter. I take it. A-
0: yeah, it's just made out of PVC piping and coaster wheels.
2: And where can she go with that?
0: Well, she she goes around the house. I mean, she just stays in one room for for that. And then she can, when we're on the sidewalk, she can travel down the sidewalk. And a lot of it is it's important for her circulation that she's standing. Oh, yeah. Sometimes she just preens in it. She's just happy. She's just part of the group.
2: How would you describe her as a pet? What are your interactions like with her?
0: Well, she's definitely the alpha pet in the house. because. <laughs> She bosses everybody else around.
2: You, What, what other pets do you have?
0: Um, well, I had two pets that had recently passed away, but she was the boss of them, too. But right now, I, we just have one cat, and the cat, if, as soon as she gives her a little quack-quack, she's out of here. Really? Yeah. Um, interacting her with, is great. I mean, if my mother and I are talking, two seconds later, she goes quack quack like She puts her two cents in.
2: Well, I think I think most people have a low opinion of ducks. And I don't say that lightly because I have ducks, and I love them, and I don't think people realize the close relationship you can have with a duck.
0: Oh, well, I compare it to a dog when, when they're that close with you. I mean, she's imprinted, and she lives with me. She lives in the house, and, uh, yeah, she's very she, she's very smart. She knows my footsteps. She knows when I'm coming home. Um, she, she just knows even just by the cup in the kitchen which ones are hers and when she's going to eat. She has a very expressive... Um, she has very expressive eyes, and her, her personality is just very animated. And um, she loves to cuddle. She likes to be in the thick of things. She loves children. She's just really a, a personable animal, and she's I would compare it to a dog.
2: And I think what happens with birds is when they get close to people, they tend to think of the people as part of their flock. Yeah, definitely. Th- yeah. And, boy, when you have a bird watching you, it's it's like a laser-like focus on you, isn't it?
0: yeah I love how she just stares into my eyes like she's trying to tell me something she just she just really like focuses in on you but well she's it telling you a lot.
2: yeah she's telling you she loves you i guess I hope so okay. yeah you you can really see that what What do you think the kids learned from this, or what do you think that you know your children at school got out of this
0: Well, besides the science content that they learned, I think more importantly, they learned some social aspects to it and um Empathy, not just empathy for another living thing, but also that they can be part of helping someone's life to be better, mm-hmm. and that you don't just give up on something because it's not, you know, one hundred percent perfect, and that we all have our own uniqueness, and we just all have our own supports that we need. I think they realize that their teacher really cares for them, and it's because they see how how much I care for Lemon, that I didn't give up on on Lemon, and I'm certainly not going to give up on them um you know when things are hard if they if they're having trouble reading that i really i'm really there for them and i think they'll never forget it i I don't think they'll ever forget that um they helped to make a difference in her life they i think they're even still surprised how dedicated i am to her too when i see them now they're like you still have lessons? (laughs) still doing okay i'm like yeah she's doing great and they just—they just thrilled. They're never going to forget that experience.
2: Was Lemon perhaps the first animal in the lives of some of these children?
0: I don't know if it was the first animal, but I think it it was the first experience they may have had with an animal that had some challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because a lot of them had fish and dogs and, and things like that, but I think the problem-solving part may, it may have been the first time for them.
2: Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to ask my guest, Laura Backman, about her book, absolutely fabulous book. You're listening to What Were You Thinking?, and we're going to take a quick break here for a potentially important message from our sponsors.
1: What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Hey, all you dog stylists. Are you on the cutting edge of canine design and shaggy chic? Groomer Has It on Animal Planet is now casting for Season 2. Groomer Has It is looking for competitive dog stylists with amazing personalities to compete to become Animal Planet's top groomer. $50,000 grand prize for the winner, plus weekly compensation for all contestants during filming. If you have what it takes to be the top groomer, then audition for Groomer Has It today. For more information, contact Katherine at 310 727 3337 extension 71272 or email rumor at gmail.com if you love your pet you won't want to miss the louisville pet lovers expo september 27th and 28th at the kentucky expo center check out the latest in pet products and services from over 100 exhibitors meet adoptable pets from local shelters and rescue groups demonstrations and a pet fashion show plus you can enter your pet into lots of fun contests with great prizes It's all at the Louisville Pet Lover's Expo, September 27th and 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. Go to LouisvillePetExpo.com for more. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal
0: encounters. Ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion. With a little cryptozoology thrown in.
1: Step into the supernatural world of pets with your paranormal pets ghostly
0: host, Dusty Rainbolt. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Oh, In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob.
2: All right, we're back again. You're listening to What Were You Thinking? And I'm Bob Tart, and my guest is Laura Backman. Laura, I just love this book. Your publisher sent me PDFs of the pages ahead of time, but uh, it didn't prepare me for the emotional experience of reading this book. What age level is Lemon the Duck geared to?
0: Well, it could be used as a read-aloud or an independent read. So I would say probably from about three years up until 12. But I mean, I I have a granddaughter that I'm reading it to. She's 10 months old and a niece that's 18 months old. And I don't know if it's just because they, they know Lemon, but they they're enthralled with the book every time we read it.
2: Can you describe the drawings a little bit?
0: Well, they just they have such color to them, and, and they the illustrator really captured Lemon's personality, uh, not just the way she looks, but her expressive eyes and her animation to her, and I, I just think it's it's beautiful. The colors are, are really ex- exquisite, and I, I couldn't have been happier with it.
2: And who's your illustrator?
0: I believe you say it, Lawrence play at Merle. Okay. I'm sure there's a French way of saying it, but that's the way
2: I say it. Yeah, and she's a woman, and, and she lives in France. Yes. And I love everything about this book. Um, certainly the writing, but I was going through it again, and not only are the illustrations wonderful, but I love the way the typography is on the page, how it sort of flows and, you know, leads your eyes around. And it is just a beautiful book. I think... Uh, Everybody, no matter what their age is, I, I think anybody would would love this book. Can you talk a little bit? I get a lot of people emailing me telling me that they've written a children 's book and they want to know how the heck to get it published. I barely know how to get uh, a memoir published. I certainly don't know how to get a children 's book published could Could you describe a little bit you know the steps you went through? Well,
0: I think the motivation was there first of all um, I felt it would be a shame not to share a lemon story and i did want to honor my, my dad who passed away from ms a few years back so that's just something i wanted to do that motivated me to get to the library and i looked up um all different kinds of publishers in the writers and illustrators market guide and i was looking for ones that were accepting unsolicited manuscripts and specifically what they were looking for yeah so I wrote query letters, depending on what they wanted, or cover letters, and I sent out several, and I was just lucky enough to get some back.
2: And they, Yeah, yeah, that's great. And yeah. where can people get this book, Lemon the Duck?
0: Well, it should be in local bookstores around my area, but you can also get it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and if you go to LemonTheDuck.com, which is Lemon's website, there's are links for you to um, access the books there.
2: Okay. Now, Lemon lives with you most of the time, is, is that right? Well, I guess all the time, and you just take Lemon to school with you.
0: Yeah, well, I pretty much take her anywhere I can get away with it. Is that right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> what, what are some of the more unusual places that you've taken Lemon?
0: Uh, she's been to my granddaughter's sonogram appointment.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's been to the dentist, um, a powwow. She's been to a lot of different places.
2: What, well, tell me about the sonogram. How, how did that work out with Lemon?
0: she just, you know, she just came in, and I had her with me, and they said, sure, bring the doctor. Ah. They did the sonogram, you know, put my daughter on the table, and we got to see the baby, and it was fine, yeah. Because, you know, I think what helps, too, is that she wears a diaper, so yeah, yeah. I do like they're worried about a mess or anything.
2: Yeah, and, uh, and probably Lemon had some important comments to make, also.
0: Oh, yeah, she always does. <laughs> yeah. I think the shock value, is I, before they even have a chance to say, no, I'm in the door already, <laughs> so... <laughs>
2: Yeah. Uh, what are some of the special challenges that you have with Lemon or that Lemon has?
0: Well, Lemon can't walk or stand on her own. Um, she can with her equipment, but she's not able to balance, so she she obviously needs the equipment. And in the water, she has a little bit of a tilt to her, and sometimes her neck um, actually twists. It's not painful, but it's like a spasm that so I always have to make sure that I'm with her.
2: But she does pretty well in water,:
0: Yeah, she loves the water, she just absolutely loves it, and she swims pretty good, just sometimes she just needs a little bit of help, and um, she also tends to get infections when she lays eggs, like reproductive infections.
2: Mm-hmm. And so what do you do about that?
0: She has to be on meds for that, and she visits her her vet very often. Uh, he knows her quite well, so um, I'm always anytime anything's different, I'm pretty much very in tune to lemon, so I just take her in right away.
2: Yeah, do you want to give your vet a plug?:
0: Yes. Um, Dr. Wietzma from the Wickford Veterinary Clinic. He's awesome. He's just—I, I couldn't believe I could find somebody so great because he really understood how important and how, how what a, a nice life this duck could have, even though she had the challenges.
2: Yeah, it's not so easy finding vets who know what they're doing with uh, ducks and geese and animals like that. It, no, is it?
0: not at all. And I didn't know that until I've gotten into this situation. But it's almost—you almost feel like you haven't—they're they're taking a guessing game. Uh, when you're not with a, an avian vet. And I'm sure that's not the case, but unless you have an avian vet with mm-hmm. your bird, you don't really feel like you're getting the best quality of care.
2: No, no. And you are, you're kind of on a frontier, in a way, with Lemon, aren't you? What do you mean? Well, there aren't that many people who are doing what you're doing. I don't think there are that many people who have a duck with Lemon's problems and are, are sticking with her and you know, doing everything for her that you're doing.
0: Well, no, I don't, I don't think that they expect that the animals like this will, will live for very long, especially if they're in the wild, they wouldn't probably at all. Um, so no, I don't think there's a lot of, um, I haven't met a lot of people that, that have uh, ducks with this problem, but there are some. I mean, I've come across maybe five people that have.
2: On your website, I see a link to a duck named Sebastian who lived to be 12 years old.
0: He was taken care of so well. My friend um, Sharon took care of him. She actually started a Ducks with Disabilities uh, web, web group on Yahoo, and um, we share, uh, you know, resources and nutrition and things like that with um, people that also have Ducks with
2: Disabilities. Wow, that's great. I was going to ask if, if you are becoming a resource that you're getting emails from people.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm getting phone calls and emails, and, and I'm happy to share the information because there's There's not a lot out there. And and the thing is that each duck's neurological challenge is unique to the duck. So what works for one person might not work for for another. So we kind of brainstorm and try to help each other out that way.
2: Well, tell me about your PDRU online group that you're a member of.
0: Well, it's called Pet Ducks Are Us, and there's over 900 members. And we share information and stories and nutritional um, information or housing information for the ducks. It's just a a place to share resources and share information and make sure that, you know, you're up to date with the latest um, information on what's good for your duck. And, you know, a lot of people, they form some close bonds because they have a lot of similar experiences.
2: This is a Yahoo group, is that right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, there's some great people on there. I interviewed um, April Rousseau a few months ago, and uh, she has, uh, is it Katie Kamikaze Duck? Her, her house I duck? I believe
0: so. <laughs> a kamikaze duck. That's all I, I... KD, yeah. Yeah,
2: she was the first one who told me about duck diapers, which was a, a revelation. I, I didn't I didn't know about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- I mean, it's wonderful because lemon being in the house, I mean, that would be just... just would not be pleasant.
2: <laughs> so did you get yeah. the the um, apparatus from... is it from mother duck or... The goose mother. The yeah. goose mother.
0: Yeah, you have to actually measure your duck yeah. and, you know, get the, the colors and sizes that you want so it's kind of a it's a unique process
2: and, and it's pretty easy um, getting the contraption on lemon and lemon is okay with it probably used to it by now
0: yeah at first you're like what is this and you're trying to figure out you know the different traps and things like that but yeah now I can do it within like 20 seconds fine and lemon doesn't mind it at all
2: now when you take lemon places what are some of the questions that people frequently ask you uh,
0: the most, the one I get the most is is that a real duck? <laughs> Even though she's quacking and she's moving, they still ask me if it's a real duck.
2: I guess it's because it's something they've never seen before—a uh, person yes. with a a duck in a uh, a and bag. A stroller.
0: I usually have her in a stroller ah. when we're out. <laughs> yeah. so it and then some people say, um, "Oh, your duck's so beautiful," and I just say, "Yeah, he takes after his dad." Oh, so they just, perfect.
2: So <laughs> when okay, let let me let me try and envision this. You're walking down the street with a stroller, and people walk up to you figuring they're going to see a baby
0: well yeah and then they, they say something cute like oh isn't that baby adorable i'm like yeah he looks like his dad and then they laugh and they keep going but a lot of times they will get is that the aflac duck or um why do you have a duck in a stroller?" yeah like that. yeah it's, it's not anything mean or anything it's just i think they're just shocked
2: well it's just not something you normally see yeah <laughs> yeah tell me a little bit about the classes that you are doing with uh, um children with special needs or or is this is that what the pet therapy is
0: well the pet therapy classes that i'm taking now we're we're learning just the basics of what pet therapy is but at the end you develop your own program Mm -hmm. and what i'd like to do is to be able to bring lemon into not just my school that for children with special needs but into other schools um possibly hospitals and things like that i just want to be able to take lemon and have more, as many kids experience her as possible.
2: But you have done some of this, haven't you?
0: Yes, I've taken. I've already taken Lemon to, I already take her into my school already, uh, especially with the special needs kids, and they, they really connect with her. It gives them good practice for social skills as well as being able to uh, touch her and pet her appropriate, appropriately, and um, I've also taken her to Shake a Leg, which is a spinal cord injury camp. Uh-huh. Uh, and the kids really enjoyed it. They were all able to hold her, even though they all had disabilities. And they watched her in her scooter, and they kind of followed along in their wheelchair. Oh, so, boy. It was fun. Yeah, they really liked it.
2: And so the kids, uh, they seem to relate pretty well to her.
0: They do, yeah. Even the kids that at first are leery, once they, they see how friendly she is, I mean, they're right up petting her, and they, they just can't believe. Even You know, what the, the parents are really amazed, too. They're like, oh, can I pet the duck? because a lot of people, they've been chased by geese or, or something like that, and so they have a negative idea of what they're going to experience, and then they just can't believe how friendly she is and soft, and it really changes their attitude. Yeah,
2: I yeah and I, th- I think you told me that some of the autistic children really do well with her.
0: Yes, they do. They, they just really connect with her, and they're able to talk about her disability in a non-threatening way, whereas when you talk about it with people, you're always worried you're going to hurt someone's feelings. You don't have to worry about that with Lemon. Yeah. I mean, even the kids at my my school—they were really cute on her birthday. They made her a banner, and they they read her stories. And um, one artistic child, she was pointing out all the rubber duckies in the ice spy book for her. And oh. They just really—it was really important. I mean, they even, she even wrote, which was it was really difficult for her to do her writing. She was motivated to write letters to Lemon.
2: Wow. I, I bet you're saving those.
0: Oh yeah, I've saved them.
2: <laughs> wow, that's great. And. I understand that you are not looking to become a millionaire off Lemon the Duck. In other words, you're doing something special with the profits.
0: Yes, I'm donating um, half of my profits to the MS Society in honor of my dad, who passed away from MS, and also to the Majestic Waterfowl Sanctuary, uh, who was extremely helpful in the beginning days of when I was taking care of Lemon.
2: Wow, that's great. I really want to thank you for, for being on the show. Is there anything else you wanted to mention?
0: Well, no, not know. I think that's it. <laughs> okay. Just visit Lemon's site, LemonTheDuck.com. Yeah. And and you can also write to her, too, through the website. Oh, you can? So if kids want to write questions or, or um, even if they want to mail something, there's a, a mailing address there, too.
2: And I, I imagine she's pretty good at pecking the right keys for a response?
0: Yeah, she's, she's pretty good. I mean, I think she does like five words a minute, but she's all right.
2: That's good. That's good. Well... This is a fabulous book. I, I cannot praise it highly enough. Um, I I've looked at it many times already. My wife just went crazy over it. So even if you don't have children, you know you got to get the Lemon the Duck book. It's certainly the duck book of the year, and uh, it may be the best duck book ever. So thank you. So lemontheduck.com, and I've been talking to Laura Backman. Thanks so much, Laura. Thank you. And I and I hear Lemon saying thank you
0: yeah. too. <laughs> okay.
2: Well that brings us to a close of yet another episode of What Were You Thinking out here in the Michigan countryside. I'd like to thank my guest, Laura Backman for being on this episode. And I'd like to remind you that if you have stories about exotic pets, meaning anything other than a dog or a cat, that you would like to share and you would like to be a guest on What Were You Thinking?, just drop me a line. Send that email to bob at petliferadio.com. That's bob at petliferadio.com. And tell me a little bit about the interesting lizard, or bird, or monkey, or insect, or whatever kind of animal that you have. Okay, so thanks so much to our producers who this week are producing What Were You Thinking from the Back of a Flatbed Truck on the Idaho Prairie. Bye-bye. Thinking about
1: buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, Where Do You Get Them? What Do You Feed Them?, how do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.